Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, February 1st, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And on this Monday, we have a 10-game slate. Are you ready for Crush It February, Coach? I am. I We are in February. We've got a 10-game slate. We're coming off a, a nice weekend where we had lots of basketball and golf wins. I mean... It doesn't get much better than this. I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Well, like you said, we got 10 games. So let's start to break it down one game at a time like we always do in order of tip-off to get everybody ready for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. And the first game of the night is an interesting clash between the Lakers and Hawks. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stars here. A little bit lower total than I was expecting at 218. Because yeah. these teams are both uh, top 10 in offensive efficiency. Lakers favored by five coming in here on the road. And I should mention before we get going here that we do have six teams out of 20 involved in a back-to-back. And we have two games over our magic number of 230 for the total on betus.com.pa. And like I said, this is not one of them at, at 218. But a lot of great players out here. We've got Trey Young probable, Okongwu probable. And, of course, DeAndre Hunter is out. So yeah. what are your thoughts here in game one? Well, uh, first of all, when we go through these games today, I just wanted to mention real quick for our listeners. Uh, this weekend I went over the defensive real plus minus for every team as far as top and bottom plays. But uh, because of large slates like this, when we have double-digit slates, I'm going to save that for our Discord. I'll put some of that information in there. Uh, but we will still go over pace and defensive efficiency per team. So we'd love to have you join us at dfscoachtalk.com, become a member, jump in Discord, because it's stuff like that DRPM that can make a big impact that we're sharing uh, with our members uh, every day. So we'd love to have you in there. Yes, this Lakers-Atlanta game is very interesting. I I expected that number to be like 225. I, I was way off on that myself. So I don't know if that means it's a great over bet, or if Vegas knows something that we don't know, of course they listed crazy LeBron and Davis as questionable like they do every day. Uh, but you just wonder when the shoe's going to drop and one of those guys actually sits uh, without at the last minute without us knowing. So uh, we'll see. But uh, at, you know, Lakers are the top defensive team in the league, so I'm sure that weighed in on, on that decision a lot. Uh, Atlanta's eight. It's not like they're not defending. Although with losing DeAndre Hunter, that's a, a gut punch. Uh, I will say, just as a preview to that DRPM, Capella has now moved into the top center defensive spot uh, since all these blocks and, and stops that he's getting, which is amazing because he's a little undersized for a center. He's not the seven foot seven one guy, you know, like some of these guys. So I think he's more like 6'10, 6, 6'11 in that neighborhood. But he's doing a great job. Uh, pace of play on these guys, 19th and 15th. So, you know, again, maybe that is keeping that number down on the over-under. But, uh, you know, this should be an interesting game. I think uh, you're going to have uh, the 15 and 6 Lakers and, and Hawks at 10 and 9. So these two are two teams that know how to win. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, at any point you could start uh, a LeBron, certainly, especially with Hunter out. <clears throat> I think LeBron becomes in play. Um, not going to look to Davis today because of the Capella defense and vice versa with Capella and Davis. And Marcus All is still ranked pretty decently, as we mentioned 
uh, last week, which is uh, surprising. So, you know, I, I think the Hunter loss is really going to hurt Atlanta because he was not only contributing on uh, defense, but he was starting to score, uh, you know, quite a bit. So, uh, you know, do you go to Trey Young? I think you, you can here. He's been dinged up. I don't know if he's 100%, but he would be my top choice on the Atlanta side. And then uh, LeBron on the other side, I, it just flat out. Um, Hunter's out, so he's going to get some of that usage split around. Some guys, Cam Reddish is the initial winner of those minutes. I think Reddish is your value look here. And uh, really not interested, though, in the ancillary guys for the Lakers here. It's so hard to predict between Caruso and and Schroeder and, and all the, these bench guys, Kuzma, on and on. Uh, they just split stuff up, and it's it's like trying to pull them to that 5X line is like dragging an anchor sometimes. So um, I think I'm going to focus on the main guns and then probably fire up a little uh, cheaper reddish as a value play. What about you? Yeah, I think the that'll be an interesting situation to see what happens with ownership tonight with Hunter out, because I think people will look at Reddish and Gallinari a little bit even. Yeah. Uh, I think Herter could benefit too. And I still like his price on Fandle, which seems to just continue to drop at 4,500. So he's the value play I like. I mean, Reddish is right there next to him for me, but I like Herter's talent and overall game a little bit better. Uh, Cause I think he can pick up the assists sometimes. Um, so Herder is probably the guy most likely I play for the Hawks, but I'm not I'm not thrilled about this game. And on the Lakers side, I don't know if I'll go anywhere for the reasons you mentioned. Schroeder is coming back to where he used to play, so he gets a tiny bump for me. Um, he That's has true. been he has been inconsistent, uh, so he's he's a little bit hard to trust. Uh, you know, reasonable price tag though because he's had some down games recently. So. I like the narrative there, though. I, I think that that makes me interested anyway. Absolutely. All right, game two, Charlotte and Miami. This is another 7.30 tip. By the way, we get that extra half hour tonight, yeah. which is kind of nice. How weird. We had an extra hour the other day. Now we have an extra half an hour. The schedule is it. so wacky this yeah. year. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, 219 total here. Heat favored by six. And we've got... Uh, for the for Miami, we've got Silva, Myers, Leonard, Mo Harkless all out. Questionable tags: Hero for the health and safety protocols, Avery Bradley and Goran Dragic. On the Charlotte side, Rozier is questionable with the ankle. So let's start with the visiting team. There, if Rozier sits, then there's going to be a lot of attention on the Lamelo Ball tonight. Do we go there? I think you can, but. He's in the 6K range, and Miami is tough with that zone. You know, they're, they're ranked 19th defensively, but both teams here are in the 20s with pace, and that that zone can be tough on point guards. So I'm not thrilled about playing LaMelo tonight. Zeller, we've been on here, but now he's in the 5K range, so I'm not thrilled about him. One value play that I'm looking at potentially is Malik Monk. And he's finally back in the rotation now. Got 23 minutes last game. You know, he's the the key beneficiary off the bench, I think, with if Rozier is out, if LaMelo starts, Monk is that score off the bench. And he's only 3,300 on DraftKings. 
So I like that price. On the Miami side, we've just got to wait and see which guards are playing. Yeah. If Hero and Bradley and Dragic are all out, we've got none at a, you know kind of expensive compared to Gabe Vincent, and none didn't even play in the last game. He's around six thousand. Gabe Vincent only thirty five hundred on both sites. So uh, I think Vincent's in play if all three of those guys are out. And then you got to mention Jimmy Butler because he came back with a vengeance, had a big My game. My goodness, yeah! Wow, so much for around. easing back in. Yeah, good lord. So you know he's he's pricey, but eighty four hundred with Butler if he's at his you know all star level type play is you know is something we can consider. So I may end up with one guy here out of this game, but it's not uh, again it's not a stack game, and we're gonna have to wait till the eight o'clock games for that. Yeah, you know, I like a few players in this game, uh, and it's going to have to do with the news. I mean, let's let's face it. You know, first of all, if Rozier's out, I don't care how chalky he is, I'm playing LaMelo Ball. I mean, the dude is just a DFS magnet. I mean, he gets points, he gets rebounds, assists, you know, it's just amazing. And the, the cool thing about this last game is he didn't turn the ball over very much at all. So he had all those positive stats. If he's going to get that extra time on the floor, if Rozier's out, I'm I'm all in on Lamelo. I just hands down. Uh, I do think that uh, Monk, as a GPP play in that scenario, makes sense. Um, other than that, I don't like anybody else on the Charlotte side. If Rozier does play, then I'm probably going to be a pass on Charlotte. But I would. I'm hoping he sits for two reasons. One, I want to play Lamelo, and secondly. He's by far the best defensive player in their backcourt. Graham is ranked pretty high, but he's getting the second or third guy. Uh, Rozier's playing the best player on the other team, and he's a very good defender. So if he sits, I'm a Jimmy Butler lock as well. I mean, I, I didn't play Butler his first game back. I figured Spolster would ease him in, and the dude was just the man. So, you know, they've had a day off. I, you know, if he gets to go against, um, you know, LaMelo or, or Graham or some of the other guys or, or even Hayward, I think that he's going to smash. And, uh, you know, but if Hero and Dragic sit, I'm not going to none. I'm going to Mr. Gabriel Vincent. He is a key player, hits key shots. He's been better than none, frankly, this past week. And he's so cheap. So that this is huge news with both the Rozier and Hero no, news mainly and Dragic. But if if that takes place, let's just say Rozier and Hero sit, then I'm probably coming out of this game with LaMelo Ball, uh, Gabe Vincent, and um, Jimmy Butler. That would be the, the crew. Now, if that doesn't happen in hero plays or Dragic plays specifically hero, then I'm going to switch my attention from Butler paying up to Bam. I think Bam is too quick uh, and too explosive for Zeller. If they try to put PJ Washington on him or Biombo, I think he goes around those guys and muscles those guys. So this is going to be a pivotal game for me that will help design my lineup with one, two, or three guys based on the news. So that's, you know, I know that sounds confusing, but it, it's the domino effect of if guys are in or out. No, I like it. I, I think it's clear enough, you know, that the domino effect is important with these injuries. So that's why we stay on top of the news.
That's right. Game three is Minnesota at Cleveland. It's a rematch from last night. Yeah, Minnesota. weird in, in yeah. NBA, isn't it? It is. Minnesota won that one, 109-104. Total here, 219. Cleveland favored by four and a half. The injury news, we've got Cat still out and Nas Reed questionable with the wrist, and I don't see any news on Cleveland. So uh, any interest here? Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever said this when breaking down NBA DFS. We have both teams on the back end of a, a double header or two days in a row, and they they're playing again the same teams. Right. So that makes it pretty equal, I guess. Uh, we might as well throw that one down the toilet. But uh, right now, from a defensive efficiency standpoint, we know Minnesota doesn't defend. They're twenty seventh. Cleveland has slid down eleventh. They got as high as four. Uh, they're starting to wake up a little bit. And then uh, pace, the good thing, uh, you know, to make you want to play a Cleveland guy or two is Minnesota's fourth, and so it's a big pace up game for Cleveland, whereas Cleveland is 28th, and it's a big pace down game for Minnesota. Um, this game does not have me jump off my seat by any stretch. You know, there's some confusion with this Cleveland team that's just very difficult to get to. Um, I know Sexton and Garland keep getting hurt. Sexton retweaked his ankle. Then he was back on the bench. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what the, the scenario is there. Um, you know, Nance came back this last game, was okay. Drummond and, you know, of course, Allen are splitting. It's just, it's very hard from a DFS perspective to get a good feel there. And Minnesota's probably the worst of that. Minnesota's 5-14, and 14, by the way. Cleveland is 9 um, So, you know, D'Angelo Russell, disappointing the last time. Malik Beasley, as we've said over and over, is just wildly inconsistent. Um, Anthony Edwards is probably the only guy that, that gives me a little interest here. He is deciding through all these injuries and cat out and all these people sitting that, you know, he's going to sort of take over. His shot attempts have just skyrocketed. Uh, this last three or four days, and he's becoming somewhat of a focal point of their offense. So the only guy that I really am considering at this moment for this game is Anthony Edwards, and I don't feel great about it either. So, uh, you know, their center position is a share right now as well. So not my favorite game by a long shot. I watched some of it painfully last night. I don't want to watch it again tonight. <laughs> yeah. I did, too. I mean, it was the only game going at the end of yeah. the night. So that was our only choice if you wanted to watch the NBA. And uh, now it's right in the middle of a 10-game slate. So we don't have to watch it. But I may get one guy here, maybe two. And Anthony Edwards is the leader in the clubhouse for me also out of this game. 4800 on FanDuel. He's in that same shooting guard price range as Herter. And he, as a starter here recently has been excited and uh, taking advantage of it. Like you said, shot attempts are back up. He's been really consist inconsistent off the bench. Yeah. But as a starter, this is a great opportunity for him. And watching him drive to the basket, I love the explosiveness, the aggressiveness. We know he can stroke it from downtown as well. So at 4,800, he's my favorite play in this game. Um, on the In terms of the bigs, you know, that is – the the key analysis for me for the rest of this game because of cat being out reed being questionable if he sits again we've got ed davis likely starting at a value oh. price he's not much of a scorer so that's a it's kind of a punt play it's it, it's it's something you could do 
But it's not an easy matchup for him with Drummond, and Drummond was dominant. Another 20-20 game against him last night. And, you know, his minutes have been a little bit inconsistent because of Allen, like you say. He got 33 last night and went 25-22. and And there's just nobody who can stop him with, with that group that's remaining if Reed is also out. So I like Drummond here uh, at a discount from some of these other star centers, 8,600 on DraftKings. It is a back-to-back, so he's, he's not a lock and load for me, but he's the guy on, on Cleveland that I'm looking at the most. You know, I, I can't blame you at all. I mean, I looked at Drummond over and over again. It just it, it feels dangerous to me, and I want to hit that button. You know, I, I'm a big Drummond guy, but I'm just so afraid – that he splits minutes and doesn't get, you know, have the ability to get to those numbers. But, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, the way he played last night against the same team, you you know, it's hard not to want to put him in there, Uh, but his price is still enough that it makes you concerned. You know, and the other weird thing with Drummond is I don't understand. This is going to be the fourth year in a row, seriously, that he leads the team league, league NBA in rebounding and nobody wants him. We talked about this a little bit last week. You know, there's rumors about him being traded, but teams don't want to give up much of anything. Am I missing something that Andre Drummond isn't an an excellent center in this league? Uh, What am I missing here? Well, you know, it's he's a little bit more old school with the size. You slow the pace down, protect the rim. You know, he's not the modern NBA who's high flying up and down the court. He's not going to run the offense like Jokic. And his free throws are the reason that I wouldn't be very interested in him. I mean, yeah, love him for the rebounding and the power inside. And he's got that strength that isn't as prevalent now in the NBA. But I, I can't handle the, the the poor free throws. I really can't. Yeah, that is difficult for sure. Uh, but we'll see. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, they just need to make a move though. And, you know, Allen needs to play as well. When he gets minutes, he does well. And, you know, he just got, you know, scratch, you know, uh, wrap up minutes last night. So it'll be fun to see how this one plays out. I do not blame you at all for Drummond. And I think it was, is definitely worth, uh, a mention there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's at a cash price for Drummond, Yeah, but because of the minutes, he's really more GPP for me. If I go there tonight, all right, game, game four, we've got the Knicks and bulls, another eight o'clock tip in the center of the country. Another sub two twenty game, two eighteen and a half. bulls favored by four Knicks on the back end of a back to back. They lost to the Clippers at home yesterday afternoon uh, by 14. And didn't play good defense. Uh, their worst defensive performance. They are eighth on the season, but the Clippers overpowered them. Yeah. And in this situation, you know they've got a, a good matchup here for the Knicks because the Bulls are number three in pace. They're twenty yeah. seventh on defense, but it is the Knicks. Uh, the guards are really splitting minutes quickly. Twenty five real points two games in a row. He's mm-hmm. 5,300 on DraftKings. I like him a little bit better there because on FanDuel, he's a shooting guard at 52, which I think you can do better than. So Quigley is a, a GPP option for me only. Randall, always in play around 9,000. Really almost no matter the matchup, and the Bulls are not very strong inside. 
on the bull side, we've got Otto Porter questionable. Uh, that's the only piece of news I'm seeing there. Not really interested in the Bulls here against the Knicks defense. Thaddeus Young has been the man off the bench. Basically, you know, coming in, playing playing center, Gafford starting but not getting many minutes. Uh, so Thaddeus Young is, you know, in play. I, I like his price on FanDuel at 5,100. If you want a real value play, I think the one GPP option here would be Garrett Temple on FanDuel only. Because on DraftKings, he's 4,800, but on FanDuel, he's only 3,500. Hmm. And the last three games, he's gone 22, 26, and 25 minutes. So a uh, guy that's just locked into the rotation there. And every once in a while, you'll see him spike for a solid game. But, uh, you know, this is uh, like a GPP one-off for me or a pass. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I that Knicks game was fun to watch yesterday. They they really fought the Clippers. That was a tight game down the stretch and a disappointing loss for them. But, man, they play much harder than they ever did before, and they definitely have some talent on that team. Um, you know, I'm going to consider – it sounds crazy. I'll only end up with two of them max, but there's four guys that pique my interest for the Knicks here. And it's a lot of it has to do with Chicago's pace and their poor backcourt defense. But I'm going to consider and dig a little bit more in on quickly. I mean, the, the dude's amazing. His floater is one of the best I've seen in the league. And he's terrific. Burks is getting good minutes and he's a DFS points per minute guy. The guy that I, I noticed yesterday that has really improved, he's tremendously better at, well, both guys. I, I can blo say both of them here because they both improved. They're both taking control of the team. They're both playing almost at an all-star level, and that's R.J. Barrett. And then, of course, our, our big fella, uh, you know, he's uh, been incredible. Randall just... You know, he dominates the paint. He get, gets what he wants. And I know there's lots of expense there, but I like a combination of two of the four Knicks, that being the group, either Baird or Randall, and then either Burks or Quickly. I, I just think, you know, Peyton's getting phased out a slight bit. It's really those four are the uh, heart and soul of this team, and they can score when they're out in the open court. And I think the Bulls are going to try to push and, and run the ball from there. Same for me uh, with the Bulls, though. Not interested on that side of the ball because, uh, you know, I think Bullock is one of the better perimeter defenders. He'll lock down on Levine. Uh, White's been wildly inconsistent. You know, the guy you can talk about is Markin, and he's been the most steady for them. But, you know, not a big guy that I trust on a consistent basis. So that's where I stand in that one. I I'm, I'm guess I'm going to have a little Knicks love. Okay. Game five is another 8 o'clock tip. Really exciting matchup here between Portland and Milwaukee. This total is 235. It nice. is the highest on the board. Milwaukee favored by nine. Portland is on the front end of a back-to-back. -back. They're going to play the Wizards tomorrow, yeah. and they are going to be without Derek Jones Jr. tonight. And that's the only news I see from this game. So take it away for us. Well, we've got uh, Portland 
uh, right now that is the 29th, second to worst defensive team in the league. And this game isn't going to help them any. Uh, Milwaukee's 17th, which is poor. That's why they're 11 and 8. Portland's 10 and 8. So, um, but pace is decent. Portland 14th, just slightly above average. And Milwaukee 7th. They definitely get the ball up ahead. Um, you know, you know, Giannis had that slight tweak. Um, but this is an island game from them, correct? They didn't play yesterday. Correct. They don't play tomorrow. So, you know, you got to think he's going to give some good run. The question will be, can Portland keep this close? Uh, I mean, Lillard, just out of his mind, has been uh, carrying this team. But he's going to get Drew Holiday defense. And Holiday's not going to be helping and on anybody. He's going to be up in his chops. So I'm not looking at Lillard. Uh you know, I know Cantor's been terrific, so you can slightly consider him. Um, he would be the only guy right now, though, that I would would uh, think of playing from the Portland side. I know Trent Jr.'s been uh, doing shooting the ball really well, but there's still a rotation of guys sharing minutes. You know, they're getting minutes for Simons and, you know, Connaughton and uh, yeah, Hood. not Connaughton, I mean Hood. Hood. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Hood's been sliding in there as well. So, you know, but don't play Nazir Little. I said the same thing about Bradley yesterday with Philly, a trap play. I know Little's starting, but he's not going to play a ton of minutes, even though Jones is out. They'll go smaller and play multiple guys there. So Cantor, a little bit of interest. If I pay up for anybody on this slate, like at the top, top level, it would be Giannis. Giannis is playing uh angry basketball right now because i think you know what the bucks are what like one and three in their last four uh just you know looking a little shaky um and i just think he's playing with an attitude and i know covington will will try to guard him and he's a, a good cover so it, you know it gives me a little concern there but if covington's out of the game they're rotating around and the only rim protector they have in there is canter for Giannis, that's not going to end well for the Trailblazers. So, you know, I know I don't normally do that, but I'm looking at possibly uh, ripping the Band-Aid off and, and playing Giannis uh, in a game that I think is going to have a ton of points. And if Portland can stay close, that's my only concern. Can Portland stay close enough? I think Giannis is a great play. Um, Middleton is not a bad play either. If, if I'm not able to get to Giannis... I may go with Middleton. Those are the only two guys I trust here. I think if you try to play that Russian roulette with Holiday and DiVincenzo and Lopez and these guys, you just, it's really, you just don't know. Some days you're going to get 15, some days you're going to get 35. So uh, really, the, the, you can't afford Giannis and Middleton, but I think one of them is a necessity in this game. Yeah, I'd like to get some exposure to this game. It's challenging, though, because Lillard is expensive. He's absolutely smashing. But like you said, holiday defense. Trent, I, I like his spot here, but he's getting priced up now. Uh, Cantor is probably most likely to make my lineup like you, although I'm not thrilled about the price. I'm probably more likely to go a little bit more expensive or with a value center. The one value price I kind of like is Simons on FanDuel. He's minimum price at 3500 and he's been solid here recently with uh, C.J. McCollum out. So you could go there, especially if we don't have the Gabe Vincent value at that same price. 
Simons becomes an option for me. On the Milwaukee side, I am a little concerned about Giannis with Covington. I agree. If it's just Cantor, then yeah, let's let's get after it. But I'm probably a little more likely to go Middleton here, especially on FanDuel where he's under 8,000. Yeah. And then Drew Holiday, you know, I've been hesitant to play him because he just hasn't been that aggressive with his shots. But he's, I think he's a little more established now. He's in the teens and, yeah. you know, he's starting to pay off value a little bit more often. And we, we like to attack that Portland backcourt defensively. So I, I think Drew Holiday could make a lineup for me. And then Pat Connaughton, it needs to be mentioned here, in the 3K range on both sites, his minutes have been a little bit better recently. He gets some rebounds, and he's shooting 45% on his three-pointers. Yeah. So there's a value guy. Uh, again, you know, Simons is on that list that you've mentioned here recently of bad defensive guys. So um, Holiday and Connaughton are both in the mix for me, a way to get some exposure to this high-scoring game. Sounds good. All right, let's go to the second half of the slate, Coach. We've got yeah. another exciting matchup here with the Kings and Pelicans. It's the other 230 game here. 233 is the over on uh, over under on betus.com.pa. Pelicans favored by three. We have uh, both teams in the bottom five defensively. Okay, Kings are last. Pelicans yeah. 25th. Solid pace here. Kings are 12th. Pelicans 17th, but they're getting faster. As you mentioned, Van Gunny talking about, hey, let's pick up the pace a little bit here. And, man, wouldn't this be great if he would just be kind of like the coaches last night in that Wizards-Nets game where we got 290 points in regulation? You know, Scott Scott Brooks and Steve Nash basically said, guys, just you know, go run. Run and gun. I mean, that was fantasy uh, – paradise yeah and this this matchup has that potential if van gundy would just say yeah let, let's pick up the pace again tonight because with that awful king's defense uh this is a this has great potential and it's a little bit easier to get three or four pieces in this game with their prices so i like it a lot fox is, has bumped over eight thousand, but he absolutely dominated the Pelicans. These two teams played earlier this season, and it was 128-123. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of potential here. Uh, Heald and and Barnes are both playable. Heald getting a little bit more expensive than he has been. Uh, on the Pelican side, uh, Ball and Bledsoe are both good prices. 6000 or cheaper on both sites. Zion was dominant in this matchup before, and yeah. uh, you've talked about the poor defense from Bagley, so he gets it again. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker is in consideration for me in the 4K range off the bench, but I like the guards in this game. I like Fox, um, Ball, and Bledsoe, and, and Zion I'm interested in, too. I could get three or four guys in my lineup from this one. Interesting. Have you seen any updates on Steven Adams? I know he was questionable. Right. That's Just the questionable. last I've seen. Because yep. that, that's going to be a domino for me here. If if Adams plays, then he'll tie up Holmes on the inside, and then I want to play Zion again like I did last time these teams played. I think he'll do fantastic. If he sits, they may go with like a Nicolo Melli or somebody as, as their center who's not an interior player. He's a three-point shooter. And that would mean Holmes can either help or guard Zion. So I'd have some concern there. So if if Adam sits, Zion's going to be my first option here. Uh, if 
Did I say that backwards? If Adams plays, then I'm going to play Zion. If Adams sits, then I'm going not going to play Zion. So it sounds a little opposite, but that's that's the way that one rolls out. Um, as far as the Sacramento side, I have two guys I love here uh, for the reasons you mentioned. First of all, the Pelicans haven't played great backcourt defense, and historically, uh, the backcourt has smacked, smacked the Pelicans. And Buddy is on one of those Buddy Heel uh, shooting runs. I mean, he gets slumps where he's one for fifteen, but he gets hot streaks where he's ten for fifteen. So, Fox and Heald, I like them both. Um, you know, can I afford both now that Heald's price is up? Probably not. So it's going to be if you know if I can. However, some of these other dominoes fall will allow me to to go with one of the two. But I will have one of those guys in my lineup. I think it's a, it's an important spot to have some exposure. So that's it. Excellent. All right. We've got one more eight o'clock game. It's Houston at OKC. 224 total. Rockets favored by five. And with the news, we've got Nawaba out for the Rockets. He's been getting some minutes. And then on the OKC side, I'm gonna I'm gonna label George Hill as questionable with the thumb. I haven't seen an update yet today, but he sat out last game giving okay. Maladon the start. So that's the news I see here. Any interest for you? Um, yeah, I have, some, I have some interesting takes here, I think. Um, first of all, Houston's the fourth best defensive team in the league right now. So, uh, you know, he has them playing well. Uh, good for old Silas, the, the old Mavs uh, assistant. Um, Oklahoma City's only 25th. They're 8-10. and 10. Uh, Houston's nine and nine. So pretty, they're both playing, you know, pretty much 500 ball. But here's what I love. Fifth and ninth, top, two top 10 pace teams uh, here, which really gives a boost to this game. Now, the problem starts to come in with Houston on the, the ball sharing with Wall, Oladipo, and Wood. Uh, you know, where do you go there? None of them are cheap. Uh, they're all playable. Um and you can you know, pick your spot with these guys. Now, uh, I'm not going to mess with Wood at all today because Al Horford's defense is just still nasty. I don't care how old he is and how much he slowed down. He gives people fits in the block. I, I know Wood is crazily uh, athletic, but I still think to pay off that number, I think Horford's just too tough of a matchup. Um, the one guy I want to say to fade, though, Everybody's going to be on this Theo Maladon craziness because he hit a bunch of threes. He's young. He looks good. He's got to face the teeth of Mr. Victor Oladipo, who's a terrific defender. So I think Maladon is a trap today. I think he's going to get quite a bit of ownership, but I don't particularly like that spot. Now, Oladipo may play a little of, of Shea as well. They'll switch it around some uh, as they go. So there's a little variance there depending on, you know, the percentage of time that they guard, who guards who. Uh, John Wall, you know, you can attack. He's not quite as good defensively. So uh, in this game, you know, I look straight to either Wall or Oladipo on the Houston side. Those are the two guys I recommend. Uh, and then on the, on the Oklahoma City side, uh, Shea is extremely expensive. Uh, but I'm considering him as a possible pay-up if I don't go with somebody super pay-up like Giannis. And the other guy that I think is 
excuse me, a still priced right that can really cause trouble for Houston is Baisley. He's just, he's starting to come into his own where he's scoring enough. He gets a lot of stocks. You know, he, he's just great on the glass. He flies through the paint. And, uh, you know, I think at a cheap price, if you need a value guy, he's a great go-to in this game. So I will have some exposure because of the pace of this game. Um, right now, I'm sort of leaning more towards a wall uh, Alexander-type move or if I want to balance it, Oladipo Baisley. So those those are the four main players for me. But I think you need exposure in this game. Yeah, good pace on both sides, which makes me interested in Wall. Uh, he's my favorite guy on Houston tonight, mm-hmm. especially on DraftKings where he's only 6900 That price jumps out at me. Yeah. And uh, Jay Sean Tate, uh, he's one of the value plays on FanDuel that I would look at at okay. small forward. He's only 3900 there. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I was on him last slate, and <clears throat> he's in that small group. There's one more guy here we're going to get to that I like a little bit better, but he's a GPP option for me. On OKC, I think Shea's a little bit too expensive for me on this on this slate because guys like Fox in that same price range I prefer. We've got Chris Paul in the next game to talk about. So I am more likely to go back to Maladon. I've also been on him the last two slates. And, you know, he's, I'm not expecting him to go six for six on three pointers, but I did like the coach talk from Dagnalt here where he, he said they want to find out what Maladon's ceiling is. And the guy just gave us more than 10 X. And he's 19 years old. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, his shooting numbers weren't great at the beginning of the season, but he's hot right now. He's getting the starts. So if, if George Hill is out again, he's, he's in my player pool. All right, the next game here, we start with the Can I, can I mention one last yeah. thing? Because it's important, I think. Because I was a uh, Deshaun Tate big fan. He was getting all the hustle numbers, 50-50 balls and doing all that. But I, I looked at basketballreference.com in preparation today because I was looking for an extra value guy because there's not as much value on this slate as there was this weekend. And with Wall, Oladipo, and Wood on the floor, Deshaun Tate is 7.2% usage. So that's a big gut punch. So for me, just for our listeners to, to keep in mind, if some of the those guys, even one of them, Wall, Oladipo, or Wood, if they're sitting, then I think Tate takes more of a role. But when those guys are in there, it's a hard pill. And then Cousins comes in off the bench, and you know he's getting his shots up. So just something to be aware of on the ancillary guys for Houston like Tate and Tucker. They're almost impossible to play when the main guys from Houston are playing. Yeah, Tucker's really taking a dive this year, hasn't he? Oh, my he? gosh. He, uh, yeah, he doesn't get the ball at all. No, he just Crazy. plays defense and runs around. <laughs> all right, three games to go. We've got your uh, Dallas Mavericks hosting Phoenix again. It is played on Saturday. Great. And we got the 217.5 total here. Dallas favored by three. On the Phoenix side, Payne is out. Booker is questionable. That will obviously be a huge piece of news. On the Dallas side, Kleba is back in, and we imagine Porzingis will be back in after he took a seat and watched the the loss uh, on Saturday after playing. Don't get me started, man. Very, very poorly in Utah. Now, with Phoenix, uh, 
we've talked about it all season. With Paul and Booker and Aiton in the lineup, it's a mess. They just don't have ceiling games. It just doesn't work because they're 29th in pace. So if Booker is out again, I will look at Chris Paul. Uh, he was terrific against Dallas on Saturday, as was Aiton. And we've started to target the Dallas front court here. And Aiton is, is a nice option for me on this slate. I, I do like him again if Booker is out. On the Dallas side, I don't know if I'm going to go here at all. Um, you know, Phoenix with that slow pace, they're also sixth defensively. Porzingis, uh, his price is dropping. And I I, I want to know what is it what is it going to take for you to play him? He's seven thousand on FanDuel. Does the rest and his poor performance in Utah maybe wake him up a little bit? You know, I mean, this is a good matchup for him. You think it would, um, and he's healthy. I mean, that price is extremely tempting for me. It really is. I mean, but he is, I don't know what's wrong with him, but you know, we've talked about this for at least seven to 10 days. He just, in a terrible funk, he just isn't doing anything right. He just, the the body language is terrible. I don't know what's going on, but. Fouls, you know, too, in Utah. Yeah, pack, everything pack just city. couldn't couldn't get anything done, just looked out of sync totally. But, you know, he's a guy that can smash a slate, too. People will have to remember that. You know, does it happen in this game? I mean, you know, at that price now, when we start talking about low sevens, upper sixes, he's he's a great risk to take. Um, my frustration with him and watching every minute he's played is it just it's hard, though, to, to go to that. You know, I, you don't know if there's a secret nagging injury he's not talking about, if he's got personal issues, if there's trouble in the locker room. And I hear all the coach speak here in Dallas, and there's really nothing that's that's running around. So who knows? You know, I'm, I'm going to say, though, as much as I've squawked and complained, now at this price, he may be a sneaky guy that could go 9x and, and really break the slate for you. He's the only guy I'm considering for Dallas. They now have, after having six guys left, they now have like 15 and Carlisle's a, a rotation maniac. So I don't know who's going to get what minutes, how many. It's great to have Maxi back, but that shuffles everybody else. So who knows? I'm passing on Dallas, but maybe Porzingis, uh, if we can get him in there, uh, if he fits, I'm not saying it's a lock by any stretch. But, you know, like you said, Phoenix is good D with a really poor pace of a game here for both teams. Um, I don't want anybody else from Dallas. And eight is, you know, is eight in the play here? You know, uh, I've just been so hijinked on whether to play eight and when to or not to. You know, every all of us have a guy or two every season that we just can't get right. And now DeAndre Ayton is my guy this year. I I don't know when to push that button. And usually I feel pretty good about, you know, being a whisperer with some of these players where they're going to step up. But I can't figure it with Aiden. I mean, Dallas has got obliterated in the paint. I mean, epically obliterated the last two weeks. So if you have to consider Aiden. You just have to. But I, my concern is if I plug him in there and he has one of his brain damage games where he just doesn't get much done. But right now, that's it. I don't, I don't want to go back to Paul. I think he had sort of a, a ceiling game. We don't know about Booker. 
which affects everybody else on that team. Right now, it's possibly Porzingis. I may have to take a shot and a beer before I roster that guy. But uh, and Aiton. So I'm. This may be the first Mavs game I don't watch just out of sheer anxiety if I play those two. <laughs> right. But that's what I think on that game. That's it. Yeah, it was the perfect scenario for Paul and Aiton because we had that close game down the stretch, playing the two-man game and really correlating well. So yeah. you'd have to hope for a repeat Does performance repeat there. repeat is the question, right? Right. And you have Kleba and, and Porzingis that didn't play. They're the two best interior defenders. Not that that's anything to write home about, but it's got to be better than it was. Right. Yeah, Dwight right. Powell could not guard you in a one-on-one game. You would beat <laughs> Dwight Powell, I'm just telling you. He's pretty quick, and he's I, he's taller than me, but I, I appreciate your faith. I got you. 11-8 winner, a game to 11. Pop, <laughs> yeah, get Powell high. goes yeah, down. Make it take it. I can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Memphis and San Antonio, 8-30. This is another rematch from Saturday night. They put up 241 in that one. Memphis won 129-112. The total tonight is 220. San Antonio favored by four. The news here, we've got Joe Val still out, Grayson Allen out. And let's not forget with San Antonio that Derek White is back in. So much more crowded situation there. And And we've played really well on his first game back, by the way. And we've got Memphis on the front end of a back-to-back. They go to Indiana tomorrow. Take this one away for us. Simple. Um, Memphis is the second-rated team defensively. They've gone all the way up to two, so... I love that coach there. Coach Jenkins, a terrific coach. San Antonio, 16th. Pace of play is reasonable, 11th and 13th, so you got to like that. But this is an easy pass game for me pretty much because, uh, you know, DeJounte Murray's a hell of a defender. And, you know, I I, I know Jaw's great, but I just uh, not thrilled with uh, – I think they'll really double him and, and pressure him uh, and get the ball out of his hands. Um Clark has been the guy I've gone to a lot, and Tillman. Tillman gets it done when he's in there, man. If he gets enough minutes, he'll get the points, and his price is still good. So Clark and Tillman are the two guys out of this entire game that I'm looking at, one or the other, not both. Uh, I don't want nobody from San Antonio. They got all their guys back, a huge rotation, and you know it's scattershot with who's going to step up and get it done. So simple game for me. One of the bigs from Memphis, and I will move on. Yeah, I like uh, Tillman and Jang. I mean, I think that's the important consideration here because, you know, a lot of opportunity with Joe Val out, good pace game, lots of possessions, lots of rebounds. But it's one of your split-minute situations, so it's, it's a little bit challenging, and they're not value plays here with their price. Right. Uh, Jaw, I think, is a, a GPP play. Uh, I. I like the pace here. I don't like that it's the front end of a back-to-back. And I like the other point guards that we've talked about here a little bit more than him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has a a strong double-double and pays off the price tag. I'm with you on San Antonio. I'm not going to go anywhere over there with with everybody healthy. Interesting. Can I jump in real quick here before we get to this last game, Detroit and Denver? Uh, This is a perfect time to join DFS Coach Talk. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, we have as little as a week membership up to our greatest offer that we've put out there this year. And that is if you go to betus.com.pa, our partners there, sign up for the first t- deposit of 149 
you get a free membership with us at DFS Coach Talk all the way until April 1st. Cannot beat the deal. So take advantage of that. Um, we're bringing you PGA, NFL, NBA, and MLB, all kinds of podcasts. We've got like 10 podcasts a week going. All the activity content that you want. Join us anytime. This is the time to jump on NBA as a big specialty for us. We actually crushed baseball last year with some $15,000, $18,000 nights. So, you know, this is the time to get involved. Baseball's right around the corner. We've got the Super Bowl. We have uh, Andrew and Shane doing an awesome Super Bowl show uh, this week and look forward to, to watching that podcast. And then if you want to reach us directly, by the way, you know, for questions, you certainly can respond to this on YouTube. We always answer those questions right away. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. That means a lot to us. We've reached an, another milestone there and hit the little alert button. That's your best bet to know when our podcasts are going to post. So you want to do that. If you want to catch us and not on YouTube, but on Twitter, you can get any of us at DFS Coach Talk. You can get Andrew at Language Olympic. Shane is at DET Sports Shane. And I am at J-O-E-S-A-R. V-A-D-I. So did I leave anything out, Mr. Andrew? No, well said. I just want to add that, you know, it's kind of fun to think about baseball around the corner as we've got tons of snow everywhere here in the Northeast. And we had success internationally and domestically with baseball oh, last that's year. Right. We had KBO a lot only. of fun with KBO, <laughs> uh, did well in MLB. We've got some screenshots of our winners there on our website, so go check those out. Um, None of yeah. them are 61K NFL wins. Like, <laughs> or 81K. Uh, 81K. Oh, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, it's, when the numbers get that big, I, I forget. Yeah, yeah, 81. No, it's been a, a good first year for us here. Coming up on our first anniversary. So Hard uh, to believe. appreciate all your support, everybody. Let's finish up today strong with one more game. It is Detroit and Denver, the only 9 o'clock tip. Not very exciting with pace, 23rd and 27th. Low total here, 218.5. Denver favored by 8.5. Detroit on the front end of a back-to-back. -back, they've got that terrible duo of going from Denver to Utah. And then uh, Denver, uh, they're on the second night of the back-to-back. -back. They just beat Utah yesterday. Jokic was amazing, scoring 47 points. Out of his mind. And now he welcomes back his buddies, Plumlee and Grant. And you know Grant had a real dud last game. Plumlee did as well with Golden State. You know, poor, poor performance, uh, low minutes. I think they're both going to step it up here, try to put on a good show here on their old court. Jokic was talking about it. You know, he's recognized how well those guys have played in Detroit. Um, so I think he'll be ready to go as well. Uh, that'll be fun to watch Jokic against Plumlee because, you know, for all those years, Plumlee just he came in and, up. and backed him up. Um, so Plumlee will be ready to go. He's a, he's a fair price. Grant, much more expensive. Uh, but I think he's the one guy who Detroit will really look to feed and feature and you know see if he can play well back in Denver. DeLon Wright's at a fair price, even though it's not a great game environment. On the Denver side, there's always Murray and Jokic to consider against a team that's 24th defensively. But it is a back-to-back, -back, and I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in Will Barton and that price jumped off the page. We talked about it right before we started here. Doesn't $4, make sense. $4,000 on That's a misprice. That's a for misprice. For Will Barton? I mean, yeah. he's he's had some duds lately. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, hasn't been, you know, quite as productive with Porter Jr. back in the mix. But last game, I mean, yesterday, 36 minutes, he was terrific. 18 points, seven assists. So doesn't uh, make sense, sir. I like it. He'll he'll be in a bunch of lineups for me. I'm with you. I think Barton's a free square. I mean, that's a misprice. And I don't think he's going to smash, but I think he'll do well enough to, you know, he only has to get to 20 fantasy points, which he certainly can do. So you got to consider him right off the, the jump street. Um, you know, this game has a lot of intrigue with all the guys getting back against each other. But let me, you know, statistically wise, you know, it's not bad defensively. Detroit's 22nd, Denver's 18th. So not great defensive teams, but they're 23rd and 27th in pace. So this is going to be a grinded out game, a lot of half court stuff. So that'll be frustrating. You know, under those circumstances, the fact that Plumlee's going to guard the Joker every day in practice for like however many six years or whatever it was, he's got to have an edge on and knowing some of his moves. Now, I would bet a dollar to a dime that Plumlee gets in foul trouble, but when he's out there, I think he can control Jokic. And I've, I've faded Jokic the last few times, and he's like 100 fantasy points. The guy's out of his mind. But you know, I'm going to try to fade him again today. I just, I'd rather go up to Giannis or one of the other options because I do think, you know, Plumlee's going to have that extra motivation. He knows his moves. I think he can slow him down. <clears throat> Barton is the free square, like I said. The only other guy I like from this game, and I really like him, is Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant has just taken his game to a level that I didn't think he had. I really didn't. I we we made fun of that huge contract he signed with Detroit, but man, is he playing to that number? He's been awesome. So I think he really is motivated to show Denver, you know, that <clears throat> you let me go free agent, you wouldn't pay me, I'm going to stick it to you. So Grant's at the price he is is not great price wise, but enough that I think that motivation and narrative is the biggest one of the day, and he's going to be that I the guy that I go to from Detroit. Excellent. Well, uh, we hope this has helped you start to build your lineups. We are going to follow the news throughout the day to finalize our lineups for our members. Again, what we give out is a full cash lineup on FanDuel. We often actually do two cash lineups, and we always do at least one GPP lineup that's full that you can plug and play. Then on DraftKings, we have the coach's clipboard, and we give out a full Yahoo lineup as well. So jump in with us as a member if you'd like those lineups. We post those about 20 minutes before tip-off as we've integrated all the news uh, throughout the day. If you have any questions, uh, again, find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We'll be back again tomorrow, as we always are, to break down every NBA DFS slate right here in front of the paywall for you. So we appreciate your support everywhere, and, uh, and thank you for joining us today. On behalf of Coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.